0: Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media, and today we're going to be discussing Parasite. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer And I'm Jonathan. And,
1: uh, I know that it came out last year in 2019, and it was presented at the Cannes Film Festival.
2: Cannes. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: But it did really well, and it's been receiving a lot of positive feedback from the uh, internet as well as film critics all around the world.
2: Yep, its budget was set somewhere around 11 million, and so far in the box office, it's made 131.4
0: million. It also made um, it made a, a got a Golden Globe Award for best foreign film as well. Yeah, this which is, is
2: a, uh, the first Korean film to do that.
0: Oh, oh, uh, wow, very cool.
2: Yeah. Very cool. I uh, he had a hilarious acceptance speech where he was like if you can get over the uh, two inch margins on the bottom there you can get into some great films as in like the subtitles <laughs> yeah because there's a lot of people who don't like reading subtitles for movies. I
0: don't like to read when I'm also trying to see things
2: it's I don't I never understood the <laughs> argument insane. for people who are like really I can't silly. read the
0: subtitles I was like it's fine yeah well there's yeah.
2: so
1: much success around this movie right now they're try- they're going to be making an HBO series about it. Oh, they are? I didn't yeah, know that. they're going to be cutting it up into parts. Like, just to explain more about I what's going I, I on I have between. no idea. I didn't really no. read up on it. I just saw that it was announced the other day. And, like, some people are thinking, what if they redo it with American people? But I don't think it will... I sure hope not. I don't think it will do as well if they do that.
2: No, because all the actors they have in this movie are really good in their roles.
1: Yeah, they kill it.
2: Yes. Uh, what is the director of the film? I don't think I can pronounce his name correctly.
1: It is Bong Joon-ho. And uh, yeah. he
2: also made The Host, right?
1: Yes, he did. The Host
2: is a and great movie. And Snowpiercer, I believe.
1: Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. He doesn't I mean, really Snow do... Snowpiercer? What? Yeah. He doesn't do too well with American no. movies with like, English, but like when he does Korean films, he does a good job. Yeah. And yeah. so like he said that he wanted to go back to doing a Korean film for his next yeah. project. He also and...
2: did uh, Okja.
1: Oh, yes. That's correct.
2: Yeah, that was the other one he did.
1: Okja was pretty good. That was, was so sad. It really fucking uh, it's is. It's so sad. It's, like, one of the
2: saddest movies. It's on Netflix, I think. It's still there.
1: Yeah, I believe it. it's, like, premiered on Netflix.
2: Yeah, that was, like, one of those straight Netflix kind of specials. And then, like you mentioned, he wanted to go back to make another Korean film. But he also wanted to make something that was relatable to anybody outside of Korea as well. So it, the city that they're in, the place that they're in, could be any, like, real urban city that's overcrowded. And so that's what he decided to do. I mean, I feel like this whole movie... Like we can definitely go through some of the main things that happened, but it was just such a large piece of social commentary on like the class system that happens in most countries, especially the difference between being ultra wealthy and really poor or like close to the poverty line, and mm-hmm. what which was really happening with the main family. I guess it's the Kim family. Mm-hmm. And so just seeing that was something that was just all throughout the film. Um, and it went from almost like a comedy at the beginning Into like a straight thriller and horror towards the end.
0: I mean, these, the, this family is like so destitute that when they're having a bug problem and like the city comes to spray around a different house, they're like, leave our windows open so that maybe we'll get some of the fumes in here. Free
1: (laughs) fucking pest control. I will say that part is pretty intense because the father. Is, is the un-infected. only one that's like just chilling yeah he's just like thinking about or you know he's watching the video on how to fold his pizza, pizza boxes yeah,
0: he's full yeah they're he's folding the pizza boxes at this point in the film too i believe
1: yeah so they the beginning of the movie starts with them in their underground uh half basement house i believe it is yeah
2: it's like a sub basement house is what they call them they,
1: they live in a poverty stricken neighborhood and i think one of the bigger scenes is having one of the not like bigger scenes but The symbolic gesture of the socks hanging and drying in their house was a shot that they reused a lot. So I think they were trying to emphasize that because later on the smell comes into play with the uh, entire uh, vocation of the story.
2: Yeah, the dad from the Richer family, the um, Park family, mentions that... He mentions that there's a smell that comes off of Mr. Kim that he just isn't really sure what it is and describes it as radishes.
0: His younger son also does it as well. He says, that, oh, he smells, smells the them. same. She smells the same. Yeah. And uh, does things like that. quickly
2: finds out that they're all the same family, <laughs> but doesn't really know how to explain He, he doesn't that. connect that. Yeah, really, exactly. He just
0: thinks they all smell the same and thinks it's funny because he's a child. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't.
2: And they don't know what the hell he's talking about until the dad sort of mentions it later. And then he even smells it later in the house when they're, like, all hiding. But we'll get to all of that. Really, it's like they they were just, they smell different just from living in that area that they were living in, which is, like, there's only one window or, like, two windows, I think, to the outside. And it's, like, right by the sidewalk, like, where people are walking.
0: Uh, I mean, another another point to stress is that at one point in the movie, they say, oh, we all they all use the same laundry detergent. So yeah, that was the one of the big things, and I think that what they smell is the laundry detergent on them because the whole family yeah. shares it, so they all use the same one, so they all smell right. the same.
1: Uh, the movie starts with our main antagonist uh, just trying to, like, uh, try. Oh no, he—they're just eating dinner. The whole entire family is just eating dinner right. after the pizza box incident where they're trying to get a a little bit of money. They get paid to
2: put together pizza boxes so that the uh, pizza place can, like, set them up on the side and then start using them for their business. But some of them are not being done so well. And so the person or the girl who's picking them up tells them that she's going to dock their pay by 10% because some of them are pretty awful. But they convince her, I think, or they're trying to convince her to let uh, one of their younger sons work for that place because they found out someone else is not doing so well but that was such a good scene when they're all crowding her and they're kind of like spilling off the screen and it just shows how they end up taking control basically of the park family later and like infiltrate all of the jobs related to them.
0: Which it's, it's absolutely genius how they do it.
2: They're really good. They start off as like these really meticulous con artists basically Mm -hmm. who like are all in on it.
1: And it's not until they're introduced to the uh, friend of the family, who is also the tutor for the uh, younger daughter of the rich people, yeah, um, he believes that he he gives the daughter away to any random college frat boy that it would demoralize her and like just make her a terrible person. Well, so that's why he entrusts uh, tutoring to this person.
0: He also intends to ask her out when she hits university as well. So yeah, this of like
2: one he... of the areas of the film that I did not like because I was like they were sort of like preparing her for her to like meet him and him only so he's like i can trust you right you're not gonna like have sex with her right yeah. and then like yeah. he, he ends up like getting involved with her anyway but they're, yeah. they're not like having sex or anything yeah but it's, it's it, still something that's weird because she's underage
0: i i feel like i feel like this is like a like a korean culture thing as well though because that's not like 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 having families and whatnot that's really that's not like untypical of that, oh, of that, probably, like, social, yeah. of that I just, social group. It was at just all.
2: something I was like, this is weird.
0: Yeah, it's weird for Americans. It's it. weird for Americans, but that's, but like, it, like, you, if this is an Indian culture. Oh, it's true. in Chinese culture. It's in, like, a, a few of them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like, let's set it up so that our families right. can be, so let's merge our families. Like, it's very, it can be kind of like futile, like that.
2: They do mention at some point that. Uh, they could possibly bring the plan to where he marries her Mm -hmm. and they like get brought into the family as like in-laws and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely part of like a larger plan. Mm -hmm. So
1: it sets them up. uh, It sets up this one single son to go to this house and it's a very nice neighborhood. Their yard is absolutely beautiful and it is accompanied by some really great windows and he is greeted by the caretaker of the house who explains that it was made by a rich architect who yeah. later passed, sold the house. And then in turn, she was able to keep her job as the next family bought the house.
2: Yeah, the, the previous architect who owned the house recommended her to the new family, and she ended up staying there. And you find out much later why she wants to stay in that house so badly.
1: Um, as soon as that happens, we're introduced to the main wife character, who is actually very nice for a uh, very rich Oh, you mean person. the rich family? Yes.
2: So I had a hard time placing people as far as like, are they good? Are they bad? Is this the antagonist? Is this the protagonist? They're... Because they're all like, they're all good and bad in their own ways. Except for maybe the park dad. He seemed evil no matter what. He was just like, he was kind of a dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it's not, it's, but it's not that like... That was just personal. It's opinion. not so in your face with him, I don't think, though. Because no. it's very much like... He's just sort of he's the breadwinner of the household so he's got that air of arrogance about him. Well, the reason like I that. say
2: it is because there's a moment between him and Mr. Kim when he like looks back at him while he's driving, and he's like, "Yeah, but you know, you still love her." And like he looks back, he's talking about his wife, Park's wife, and he looks back at him and he pauses and he's like, "Yeah, sure, let's call it that." And then it yep. moves on from there and I was like, "Oh yeah, shit." Yeah, that's one right. of the that's one of the
0: big like the key like yeah. like okay, after he's kind of shitty now.
2: After complaining that she's bad at cooking, she doesn't really do any housework. And so he's like, you know, that's why we have this live in Maid. Mm-hmm. Uh, who he comments on that she eats for two, which is a great foreshadowing for what happens later in the mm-hmm. film. Shit. Oh, catch that's that. a good, that's a good, that's yeah, a good Yeah, catch. they did a
0: lot of really good I, stuff. I feel like uh, because you have, basically, you get introduced to, you got the Kim family, you have like their like eldest son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he's ex military. Yes. He was in the military at one point and then his like buddy who's in college and is a tutor uh, tells Ki- him about Kiwoo is his name. Kiwoo is his name. Um he essentially uh you're talking about this is the outside family. Yes. Um, this is the Kim family. Yes. So he comes to his buddy and says, you know, if you need work, I have this family I work for. I just basically, I basically just mooch off of these rich people. Yeah, I, I, it's really easy. You just teach her English, and you already have experience because of your military background, yeah. and you've done the classes so many times, you can easily teach her. He says, sure, I'll go in and do that. It's great, and I love that um, that he uh, gets with um, the sister of the Kims, who's it's it's his sister. Is not it's not Kiwoo's sister. It's. um
1: uh I believe her name is is it young no, it is oh it's Park Sodam, the uh Kijun. She is the sister character. Uh, is the she movie. the one
2: who forges the documents? Yeah, so it
1: yeah. Ha- has to be explained that uh she does forge the documents for their professional uh papers. Yeah. So it says that they're from either Illinois Illinois University for herself yeah. and then um I forget, was it like Notre Dame or something for the other guy?
2: I, it was something recognizable. Yeah, it yeah. was
1: something recognizable. And she uses her very decent Photoshop skills to actually make some pretty decent papers. Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Papers. But the funny part is I, what I really like is they don't care about documents. They're like, we could, yep. could care less about, you know, what kind of schooling you've done. We want to see how you interact with our child and see how yeah. it goes.
2: Well, I'm glad you brought it up because that in part was they, wanted, they only went off of that recommendation from the first tutor who was there. But also, this is a great like metaphor for what people do when they're rich. You get into places because you get recommended, not because of your credentials. And yeah. so almost all of the time, they have recommendations for people, and they're going to get jobs and promotions and all of these things because you've been recommended, Yeah. as opposed to just getting it on your merit.
1: It happens a lot, especially mm-hmm. within blue-collar workers. I remember oh, yeah. uh, just a little sidebar right here. Like What would happen was a lot of blue-collar workers will go to a technical school, and they'll have the credentials to do the job. However... You're not my the guy who is my friend or yep. my cousin's friend who he recommends. So I'm gonna look over you and hire this person. Yeah, exactly. It happens in all types of collars of work, but it is very uh, it is very much it within rich person culture to say, "Oh yes, I know <laughs> I know a person. Here you go. Here's their card. Here's their number. Yeah, you check them out and let me know how it goes."
2: I mean, the Kim family uses it kind of in the opposite way, where they get one person in the family, and because they think they're doing a good job, they can then recommend other members of the family for different jobs. And so they end up getting their whole family into jobs with the with the Park family. But it's not usually something you see happen very often, unless they have to lie about it.
0: Yeah, it, it's pretty genius how they do it yeah. because they bring in, they bring in, they bring in the eldest son from the Kim family and have him start start tutoring her. Yeah. And then That's,
1: he's that lesson is in, is pretty good. The first one where he talks about how the heart doesn't lie <laughs> and that she needs more vigor. There's, that...
2: They're really good actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is that they're acting on top of acting. They're like faking who the other person is. In that scene, and he he does have a really good lesson
0: for her.
1: And I I have to admit that the sister comes in, correct? Yeah, he yeah.
0: he comes. He recommends his sister, but he doesn't say. That. He says, "Oh, I know another another like an art and art therapy yeah uh like teacher who like would a probably be great because the son is their young like the park's youngest son is like acting out and he's really yeah. into Native American." stuff yeah when i watched
2: this i thought it was gonna turn into like a babadook thing Mm -hmm. where he's like the only one who can see some sort of monster and like he was hunting them but it didn't turn out that way or something was wrong with him and Mm -hmm. like he was definitely creepy
1: i think he was just a kid with like yeah adhd or something
2: oh you know what though i have to say the scene where they talk about when he saw a ghost is fucking fantastic where you Mm -hmm. see like the top of a head coming up from the staircase and it's just like a brief moment that you see it and it's terrifying yeah those
0: giant eyes, yeah, like, yeah. peering over it. Was it was so good. I got to go
2: back and pause what, it so I look it was, at it.
1: It was talking about the people that live underground, like that guy? It was the guy who was underneath. Oh, dude, that's fucking I think creepy. he was just
2: trying to get up and, like, get something to eat well, and just showed up he, when the kid was there. He's a character in himself, yeah, too. We'll, we'll definitely get to that yeah. guy. So, basically, if you haven't seen it already, you should go watch it, and you'll find out that there's a family living underneath the in, like, a bunker in that rich family's house. Who is the what the husband of the previous housekeeper?
1: It is the husband of the caregiver that is in there in the beginning of the film. However, yeah. she is uh, telling them that the architect made a bunker for them because yeah. of uh, invasion from North Korea or yeah. other kind of natural disaster. It is a panic room for that. But he was
2: embarrassed and, about it, so he like didn't tell the new owners about it.
1: Yeah, so and that guy has been living under there for four years. Just, nuts. just living there, just going just, crazy. He's down comfortable here. though, is what he explains. He is comfortable with how he lives, but he does need to be fed.
2: Right. So the the housekeeper was bringing food down to him, but his his attitude was interesting because he even explains to the um, to the dad um, of the Kims that he looks up to the father for the park family. And like, he basically like greets him every time he comes in by activating one of the lights that's above the staircase when they walk in. And he's like literally underneath him. So it's like you, he's put into this position where he's not supposed to be enjoying his position and it's not doing so well, but still looks up to the sky and is very impressed with him.
1: He's impressed because he has sheltered and gave him food is what he says. Yeah,
2: that's right. He says exactly that.
1: The thing is the guy doesn't even know. yeah he
2: doesn't even know he exists that's why like even later when he's like oh hey it's like mr park he's like do i know you like he just like he does not give a shit about him
1: so after we get the uh intense the the sister comes in the sister comes in and right before that they go in i love this so she like does the same songy thing with him jessica 20 yeah to memorize where you're from no no siblings blah, blah 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 and she's like okay i got it and then it just goes into her explaining that she needs to do the lesson with her child alone. Yes, because that's the thing; like, it's kind of intense when you have to do a, ch- a lesson in front of a parent, especially one that is high paying and high profile like that. Yeah. But she is like, "No, no, no! I'm going to work with your kid, and I know art therapy, so like, I know this." And she explains she fakes it all the way that through. she just googled it, like a couple yeah. phrases. And she talks about uh, the painting on the wall that he made. She
2: convinces the mom that she can tell that the child has experienced some sort of trauma. Because of what he has been painting and how there's like the same uh, symbol that she sees at the bottom, yeah. which is probably just his signature. Yeah. But it's still like, she's like, oh, you see this? This is like corresponds with a certain part of the this brain. And like, he <laughs> keeps putting it down in these and convinced her that she needs, he needs to have like art
0: therapy, basically. Yeah. Also, she also tries to say, she says, see all the painting here? This is the schizophrenic zone. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. I was just like, I was like, that's a whole shit. Yeah, right you're there. lying so hard.
1: <laughs> well, the mom buys it. She's very oh, gullible. Yeah. Very gullible. And and uh, she ble- she begins crying. Yeah. I think the traumatic thing that happened to the kid in the first grade was the eye thing with Yeah, the she ghosts. tells
2: the story later about... Dude, um, that freaks me out. It was a good story. And like I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to get into some serious like ghost story. But it was just... It was so well done, the way it was shot. Uh, there's so many continuous shots that follow them through the house that are amazing.
0: Once they get... Um... I, I just love I love how the whole family basically just co-ops all of the jobs. Right. So the dad becomes their driver. But, but- how they how they get him as the driver is one of my is, is Yo, a great part because I know. The, the, the sister just dumps her panties and puts them underneath the uh the like the back seat. And then when uh Park finds it and then Mr. Park finds it. He starts basically just believing that apparently his driver has been hooking up with people inside of his vehicle. In his seat, like, just (laughs) because, like, for some power trip. Like, does he
1: just have, like, does he come harder knowing that he's coming on my leather or some shit?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, but you know what? He had a moment there where he was like, but if you're going to be having sex in the back seat, there'd be, like, hair. There'd be earrings. Why would you leave your your underwear behind mm-hmm. and then that's when they like whisper to each other and we're supposed to like speculate about what they were saying which is probably more along the lines of oh maybe they like weren't conscious maybe this guy is like a rapist maybe he's like not, not doing some good things mm-hmm. and oh it's, that's like, when they bring up the drugs that's when they bring up the drugs and she's like oh my gosh and he's like you got like shh like you can't say that shit out loud in the house and like then she was the, talking yeah. about meth or cocaine yeah. or something
1: that's just like something that fucks up people and yep. incoherent.
2: And so that's when they decide to uh, let him go. And then the sister is like, oh, I used to know this one guy who was a driver, aka her dad. <laughs>
1: He's a veteran driver, though. He's actually a really good driver.
2: Actually, is a good driver. Yeah, <laughs> he actually
0: knows pretty... how to do his job. They go. Like, the best part is they because he's going to be driving a Mercedes Benz, so he has to learn how the car operates. I yeah. love this part. So, so they go to a car dealership yeah. acting like they're going to buy a car, and he just does it so he can test out how yeah. the car works. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just like, "No, nah, I guess we won't buy a car." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they're, just they're go good. Over there. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, the, this beginning of the movie where they're really good at what they're doing makes me really question some of the actions that they did later in the film. I
0: agree. Where
2: it's like, I feel like you wouldn't just break apart like that, but it's yeah. a, maybe just the stress of what was happening kind of made them do yeah. some bad decisions.
0: I, I think what
1: it but is is just like, carelessness. It I mean, devolves like, into carelessness. Yeah. But
2: like, that's what gets me about it is that it's such a fucking rookie move. Like you said, for them uh, yeah, to exactly. like invite
0: people over like yeah. that to like such a nice house. But- I mean, I mean, all of them together in order, in order to understand this, you have to see the lengths they go just to get there, just to get the, uh, the yeah. Kim's mom to be the new caretaker of the oh, house. That's right. Basically.
1: The thing we- is they're practicing speeches for everything that happens. So, yeah. so they are they actually have a and B conversations Yeah, that like potential that things match that, up. that the family can say. And so they, they play a part on this and there was one part where the dad was getting so much vigor and fucking like gusto. And he's like, dad, you're like. Here, yeah, you got to go to like yeah, a you got to bring it down. He's like, okay, okay. So S- explain how the mom gets in because it's very oh, it's intense. It's so
0: good, yeah. So they find out that all right, first off, the um, the 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 initial like tutoree, the daughter of the Parks, right, really likes peaches, but they haven't had peaches in a really long time. That's a big that's a big part as well. So they find out the reason why that she doesn't have peaches is because their current caretaker, the current like housemaid, basically is not is allergic to peaches yeah. or the fuzz on peaches. Yeah. So what they do is they go about scraping off the fuzz off peaches and sprinkling it on her skin when she's not looking. Yeah, so it, she has a reaction. She has a horrible allergic reaction. Then um Kim uh like father Kim yeah. begins discussing how he's seen her coughing and hacking up things inside and then tries to convince her she has tuberculosis and the mother buys it.
2: Oh, yeah. He even sprays like hot sauce or ketchup onto a a napkin. She's tossed into the trash can to convince her that she's coughing up blood.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: That was the sprinkle on top, is what they said. They said, You get the blood on this. This is a shirt. Yeah, it's surefire to make them believe in it. Did you talk about how like they just like disintegrate the fuzz or like they yeah, like, like mm-hmm. oh, they dude, scrape it's it so off and great. then just
0: do and then they just, they just sprinkle just it on it onto her?
1: The, uh, another great part is uh oh yes he took a selfie is what the thing is mm-hmm. and I thought it was just so weird he's like I took a selfie for my wife the other day
2: it's such a not and, selfie photo yeah it's
1: not a selfie yeah. photo <laughs> and like he's like is that the I thought that was the character yeah, back that there is her, you're like huh? mm. She's like, why is she on the phone? He's like, I don't mean to intrude, but I heard the conversation. Yeah. And it's like TB is such a out there fucking disease. Yeah. She even
2: said it. She's like, do people even get TB anymore?
1: Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) it's, It's weird. It's out there, but like it happens. And so they have to let go of the caregiver. However, the wife is not trying to tell Park that her children have been around someone with TB. So she tells Park that, the person quit. has quit Yeah, and uh, that they are looking for a new caregiver. But uh, well, this, is, this, goes real, into this is where it gets really yeah. subtle with the dad. So Yeah,
2: he's in the car with him. He's in the car with – it's uh, the dad from the Kim family and then the dad from the Park family is driving him. And he's like, yo, I want to find a place that has uh, braised ribs because the previous – uh, housekeeper used to cook them and she was really good at cooking that so can we go find that and then he's like oh you're looking for a new housekeeper well there's this special company that hired <laughs> me and like they give him like a fake business card and he's like oh you can tell this is legit and then yeah. I'm like the whole time knowing that it's fake and so when they, when the wife calls the number the sister ends up picking up and is like okay I need all this info she literally asks her for the deed of the house at one point mm-hmm. and it's like she's
0: okay okay I got
2: it and like sends all this info and it's ridiculous.
0: All of this all of this information it's and then they're shoe in and then they get yeah. they get mother kim in there. Yeah, and, and then the mom so now everything. the whole
2: family is there and this is when the family decides uh, or the park family decides they're going to go on like a camping trip and leave uh the mom there to keep the house.
1: It's really funny because everyone's trying to keep their rhythm going as I'm a single person. Like I am not related to these people. Yeah. But there's like little quirks. Like when uh, the house uh, when the new mom housekeeper comes in, she's giving peaches to people and they're like, Oh, peaches finally. And then she does a little ear rub on the sun. Cause that's her actual son. And she's like, how's it going? And she's like, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. And then she goes into the sister's room. She's like, you knock next time. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Eat your peaches. Like the mom is obviously still the mom. But it's like yeah. super funny because she's trying to keep it on the wraps. You see the dad grab her butt as she's <laughs> yeah <going there>. right. <laughs> you see the dad grab her butt as he bring as he's bringing in groceries from Mister uh, Park, and it's just like all these little subtle things. That's like there's still a family, but they're trying to keep this show going so they could keep their spots and uh, um, wealth
2: it weirded me out because at the beginning you start feeling pretty bad for the family, for the Kim family. But then as the, as the movie progressed and the film got even more complex, uh, I started feeling less bad for them because they ended up just being sort of manipulative for what yeah. doesn't matter. Like if it was a rich family, yeah. but then like, you also don't know how to feel because you're just like, it's a rich family. Like they're fine. Like it's not really a big deal, Yeah. but it's still like, there's still some like humanity you want to see in these people.
0: I mean, and they cause like undue amounts of stress on the original housekeeper as well. Yeah, holy shit! Like, like you're making her have an allergic reaction. How many times? Well, I mean, I'm pretty
2: sure the mom kills her.
1: We have
0: to, yeah, later on. Yeah, we have
1: to discuss the symbolic uh, meaning behind the rock that was gifted to this family as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I mean, from what I could find online, it was, it was a thing that scholars used to do. They used to collect certain stones because of the the minerals and the properties that they were made of and then because of the place they found it it was really significant so they would give them as gifts to other people and then it would be like a nice heirloom but this particular one was weird because it was said to bring wealth to the family that, it give, that it's given to and so in a way it was symbolic at the beginning because they got this sort of opportunity presented to them in this box and they did really well for themselves but then the the brock is used to like bash the sun's head in at one point
0: yeah well he doesn't die from that but he does eldest son of the kim family.
1: so um the family entrusts all these people the the cogs are working they're doing their thing yeah they're getting paid a lot of money and and obviously enjoying it because they're spending it to buy mass amounts of food on themselves
2: yeah you know what that was another thing that was really important so they they show that when they got their money they immediately spent it on food And not really anything else like so they they were almost showing the family to be kind of gluttonous in some point as soon as they got that money as if like they didn't really deserve it. And so it was was a weird feeling to see somebody getting money taken from them and you sort of feel bad, but then you don't know if you should really be rooting for the Kim family.
1: It's also kind of weird because the son almost immediately has a thing with the daughter, too.
2: Yeah, he, like, goes like, in and kisses her. I think, like,
1: the second day.
2: Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's a little
0: longer, but yeah. it's, like, it's like their third or fourth oh, meeting. Then they start texting and everything. Yeah. They start calling him Kevin.
2: No, okay, like, so uh, <laughs> am I the only one?
0: Okay, so I wasn't sure if, like,
2: she just decided that. Was she just like, we're going to call you Kevin, and that was it? Yeah, basically. did I understand that right? The mom yeah. was just like, "Yeah,
0: we're gonna call him Kevin." We'll just call him Kevin, yeah. And then like no one else questioned it. It was this, really weird. This could be like an allusion to the idea of viewing like because Kevin's a pretty white person name, right? Just gonna say, and so it could just be like the like the envisioning of you know white people as being <laughs> like the epitome of wealth and whatnot and status. Oh, I see. So you could say Possibly, that they yeah. were just like, let's call let's call him Kevin, and then he like is now he's like part of our group now. You know, he's at the same status we're at sort of idea yeah Um, and so even like the last name mr park yeah we're dealing with a korean family here he's taking the last name as park excuse you like (laughs) i did notice that too
2: um one thing that i did really noticed was that they used uh stairs to represent the difference in class societies
1: ah yes you go up for the rich families kids mm-hmm. and then you go down for the lower classes basement. right yeah
2: so the way that they even just the way they entered their home to get into the park family house you had to walk up
1: yep i forgot about to that. to get in
2: there and then to get into the kim family home you had to go down into the basement it's this is below ground level and so they definitely use that as like a way and then at some point uh they escape out of the stairs and, they yeah. go, and then that's, like, them, like, slinking out of this sort of class that they're not supposed to be inside of.
1: Ooh, that's a good read of that.
0: Yeah. So, they're the whole gonna, family has yeah. – well, I mean, the whole family has co-opted the jobs of the house yeah. at this point at this point in this movie and the movie. park family decided and, to go the, for camping yeah, trip and they started to go on a camping trip and then during the camping trip the biggest rookie move that these that these folks pull yeah. is bringing the whole damn family over and they over. all get drunk and they all get drunk and they eat and they all get fucked up and they're just hanging out having a good time like 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 eldest son Kim is reading the, you know, daughter of the Park family's, like, diary and everything, just going through all her stuff and whatnot, being super nosy, like, and then they're all there.
1: They're all taking baths in the spa. They're all like, and, like, I've never tried this liquor. I'll pour it with the others.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, and then that's when the
2: old housekeeper shows up and rings the doorbell repeatedly and is like, please, I uh, forgot something in the basement Like, Can you please let me in? And they don't know what the fuck to do because they weren't expecting anybody to show up until the next day or maybe the day after. Uh, Probably a bit longer than that, too. Yeah, because they weren't expecting anybody probably for like a day or two. And so the mom is not sure what to do, so she just lets in the housekeeper and she goes down to the basement. And this is when we find out that her husband has been living down there and she's been taking care of him. Yo,
1: the descent into the basement is fucking creepy. Yeah. I was very like on on it was unnerving is yeah the word.
2: i didn't know what the fuck they were gonna find down there
1: well you she's like how long is it taking her to like go get the thing that she goes yeah. in and she goes into pitch darkness too Yeah, it's a, a like, great scene she just goes into the pitch dark and you're like dude you if can't you, see down like, the stairs i honestly thought that the old housekeeper was gonna murder the new housekeeper yes yeah, that's what i thought was gonna happen but then I, i'm surprisingly she's just trying to open this hidden staircase that leaves or this bookcase that leads down yeah to the hidden staircase it like slides over
2: to the side to reveal this stairway that and the whole
1: family is hiding from this old housekeeper because they can't get caught in there and then that's when uh she comes to find that there is the the husband living under there the woman feeding him frantically like oh my god you almost could have killed him and they're like i had no fucking idea he was down here yeah i'm "I'm gonna call the cops
2: (laughs) yeah well what happened is the the old housekeeper she tries to reason with the new housekeeper the the mom of the Kim family to be like hey like we're both like poverty stricken like don't like. Wrap me out like just you know bring him some food like it'll be fine like i'll give you my money and this is before she realizes that their entire family has kind of like infiltrated the park family
0: they all and fall down the stairs all, really comically actually very, <laughs>
2: uh justine was like this is a very scooby-doo moment like yeah. they all fall down and then they're like oh god oh they're like aching yeah son's like dad my ankle yeah like what an idiot and then the that's when the old housekeeper pulls out her phone and is like recording them and she's like, i'm gonna send this to the owner of the house And she's going to find out that you guys are all related and like you guys are just scamming her. And so that's when they sort of take control of the situation. But before that, she was really trying to appeal to her to be like, hey, we're both like in the same situation. Like we can help each other. But the Kim family mom is like, what? No, like I'm not as poor as you, which is fucked up. She's really like, wow, you guys are like, like leeching off this family's like all the extras that they have here. And it's like shaming her.
1: Yeah, it's like. Hey, I'm the only one who could be a fucking parasite. Right? Yeah. So
2: it's like you find all these people who end. So basically each character in the movie is a parasite in their own way. Mm -hmm. This is really what what that title is about and how they all sort of affect each other and how they're all trying to live within the same like society that they're trying to get ahead in, like all the aspirations.
0: It's it's a great, like one of the great metaphors we have here is the metaphor for the upper class just being totally ignorant of the plights of the of the non anyone who's not as rich as them yeah exactly and they just are just totally gullible yeah they're just oblivious to it they're arrogant about it as well um i mean one of my favorite scenes is when it begins raining Oof. and yeah. the rains like flood the kim house and then like the next scene after after all of this destruction from the rains and everything affects all of these other homes the mother of the house is like this rain was such a blessing <laughs> Yeah. And it yeah. Just, it's like that total dichotomy of like where they view the rain as like, yeah. oh, this is so nice and wonderful. Yeah. And then for the people that have to actually deal with the problems that it brings, yep. it was like changing
2: no for the Kim family and then just a minor convenience for the Park family.
1: It's like the entire thing was flooded. Their house was destroyed. Yeah. Uh, the father's just grabbing artifacts and stuff. The sister goes into like a hidden thing and grabs cigarettes and just. Is on the toilet while it's spurting out sewage. Yeah. And just lights up a cigarette. I'm just like, dude, this is intense. <laughs> That's a people are like <laughs> drowning and like stuff is just being completely swallowed by these waves. And then the next day, Mr. Kim's driving the mother and she's just Well, she decides to have an impromptu she- party. And she's so hyped on the nice weather because it rained last night and now it's a clear, fucking beautiful day. And Mr. Kim is like PTSD shook. From, like, just having yep. to lose in everything he's ever had.
2: Yeah, they're all feeling it. And then she's like, we should invite everybody and invites, like, the whole family to partake in this party.
1: But before before all of that uh, happens, we should probably discuss how much of a power move the old caregiver is in because she has this dirt on these
0: people.
2: Yeah, so she continues to, like, well, she basically, like, forces them all into a corner and is just like, you're all going to stand there. So you're the mom. You're the dad, you're the son, you're the daughter. And it gets them to admit it on a video. And then she threatens them that she's going to send it to the owner of the house to miss park. And, uh, at one point the dad's like, fuck this. And so the Kim family dad runs out of her and tries to get the phone away from her. And this is when all this chaos starts ensuing where they are trying to get the phone away from them. And eventually they do get the phone away and then they drag them away to, uh, the downstairs area, but not before getting a phone call from the Park family, mom saying, "Hey, the rain kind of ruined our camping trip, so we're coming home <laughs> That's right the now." Biggest
0: inconvenience the rain makes for them is a camping trip. They just, oh, we don't get to go there now. Well, what's
2: crazy is she's eight minutes away. Yeah. She's eight minutes away from that house when she calls, and that place is a fucking mess because they've been trying to get this uh, old housekeeper to give her the phone, to give them the phone. Also, they have the giant mess from when they ate and all of the booze and everything, which they just throw off the table and put it underneath that main big table in there and so they end up using that as a place to hide because they are not able to go anywhere else and then they have to drag the two people downstairs back to that basement
1: It's funny because uh, the wife is saying you my son wants Ramden yeah he wants Ramdan uh, and he's like what's wrong ramen? They have to google it it's just like ramen so she's like making ramen while they're trying to have the rest of the family clean up frantically. And that's when the, uh, Oh my
2: God, I missed that Wait, I thought it was an actual meal. She was trying to say ramen. Yeah. Holy shit. She's so fucking rich. She didn't even know what, like exactly. Oh my that's God. What I'm saying. I didn't even realize that. She's
1: like, my son says he wants something called Ram done. I guess if you cook it now, it'll be ready. in like whenever we get there. Yeah. How, okay. Which is like ramen takes three minutes to make. Supposedly yeah. from the packaging and everything I've been in, in my experience, ramen does take three minutes. So, like, she was just trying to make ramen for the boy, and she didn't even know what the fuck that is because she's never had such shit food in her life. Yo,
2: I didn't even realize that. Holy shit. Yeah, that completely went past me. I thought she was requesting something special, but it was just regular ramen that the kid wanted. That's crazy. And then she, So she does make it successfully, but what happens is the old housekeeper and her husband have to get dragged down to the basement and tied up but the old housekeeper manages to get her way almost up the stairs at and which screams, point
1: like madam and then and then the new housekeeper just fucking kick like force kicks her all the way down yo
2: she falls all the way back gets a concussion and then dies really shortly after because of that head trauma that she experienced and she had like no a medical attention the sound
1: editing is so good in this point yeah. because it, it like muffles itself once she actually hits the, the wall it's like did a very light impact, but you're like, "Oh, she's definitely fucking dead."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I'm. I'm pretty sure she just dies from some brain damage and bleeding out.
0: I mean, she. The family gets there. The old just comes running up the stairs, and then the the mom Kim just like nonchalantly just boots her down the stairs yeah. while it's she's holding so, like the bowl. Like just how she does it is just like, "Whoop whoop!" That problem
2: solved. You know. <laughs> Even the husband's like, "Oh shit!" Like, like he notices her come tumbling down the stairs yeah which is really fucked up but also really symbolic because this poor woman is trying to get out of her predicament literally running up the stairs and gets thrown back down by another person who was probably in the same spot as her so it's like this happens constantly where it's like all the poor people are just fighting each other for a position where all the rich people are that they just aren't letting them into and so they're willing to kill each other for it and so in that sense she kills old housekeeper to, to, to take her position which is really fucked and like they do that by using the stairs again as like as a representation it's like a passage between the classes between being rich and poor
1: it is a good look on that because with most things in class systems you have the lower class fighting each other instead of like teaming up to deal with the real problem being the higher ups if you believe in that sort of dichotomy
2: yeah no totally and then the the rain itself too uh like we've mentioned it in so many other films that we've talked about, but it always signifies some sort of change and change or cleansing or some sort of uh, rebirth of something that's going to happen. And in this case, it was, I think, the Kim family realizing that they're sort of like in a hopeless predicament. Like they're always going to be struggling to get out of that class because it's just not so easy to move in and out of the class systems. And then it becomes more apparent to him when uh, like the incident that happens later on is like, the park dad really does not give a fuck about his family at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, he even explains to his wife, cause that's the thing when they come home, um, they talk about Mr. Kim. Yeah. But like what I was about to say is right before they do the Indian thing, he's like, okay, you're going to do this for your wife because you love her. And he just kind of looks at him like, again with this guy?
2: Like, yeah, he's like, nah, it's more along the lines of like, I just like my kid and like I want them to, to have like a cool thing, but he I don't think he really cares for his wife or he was like in an arranged marriage or something. Here,
1: here's the thing though. Um, they talk about Mr. Kim on the couch because they yeah. come home and the son wants to do a, a camping trip. He yeah. still wants to, so he brings down his little Indian hut that he has. Yeah, that was so weird. And it's made by the Americans, so it's going to work. That was super funny.
2: I feel like that was just a joke on U.S. products where they were like, oh, it's U.S., it's not going like, to leak. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and no. I was like, what the
1: fuck? All right. And then he's like, I want to camp out here. I got the walkie-talkies. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I guess we'll just stay down here and just look at him.
2: And, and like, I'm- inches away underneath this table is the entire family, except for the mom. And they are just hiding, waiting for their chance to get out of the house. And
1: the, the girl is, like, texting uh, Kevin. And, like, he's, like, trying to, like, muffle his phone so yeah. it won't get fucking caught.
2: The mom even passes by and coughs to be like, yo, like, turn your phone down. Like, it's probably going to buzz or vibrate or something, which is fucking nuts. And this is also oh, weird because geez. the because <laughs> the park parents have a sexual encounter, like, right next to them.
1: Yep Yeah after talking about Mr. Kim's smell He just like Starts massaging her boob And she's like I don't know about this Well
2: what's funny Is that like At one point He's like Yo do you still have Those like Dirty panties That you found earlier Like in my car And then she's like Yeah you're gonna go Buy me drugs Like I'm just like What the fuck is this Like sex
0: There's, play That they're yeah, doing exactly. Right here like, Yeah you're gonna be like Oh you're gonna be so Like a fucking dirty. drug dealer and Yeah you're just like
1: <laughs> Buy me drugs Buy me drugs Yeah I was like This is
0: fucking so, weird
2: Yeah uh, But they didn't even Like well They probably did have sex But they didn't play. Like, show it it's like but they, it was still it's still an
0: odd moment i mean it's like they're fetishizing like the like the like the, like lives the lower yeah they're fetishizing being the lower class essentially which is fucking which weird. is I exactly what the that. kim family's doing they like kind of fetishize the idea yeah. of being, of being, being up, of being rich as well yeah. yeah which is which is makes more the actions of mother kim a lot more Interesting to me, where how she—I feel like it's her, her, her—the way that she pushes that other woman down the stairs. She just wants to be as uncaring as they are, yeah. In that very moment, like the facial expression says it all. Like the the actions, the body language, and everything says it. So it was really, really, really good that you know, how they played that out.
1: They made sure to tie up both of them and tape them together, and then they lock them in there and they leave the house.
2: Right, so they, they actually successfully get out before like you said, that they party. They
1: slink away like cockroaches with light on. Them.
2: <laughs> I love that analogy that the mom talks about. She's she's convinced that her husband would just be really scared if the family showed up and would just run away, like how cockroaches run away when you turn on the lights. And he fakes being mad at that point. He, like, throws things off the table. And the son's like, oh, my God. And he's like, aha, you believe me. And, like, was just joking with him. But, like, I think for a moment there, he was actually pissed. He was like, why are you calling me a fucking cockroach? And then just played it off and was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just acting. Ha-ha. <laughs> and then, like, even the mom is, like, sort of a little bit sh- shaken by that moment. So it's, like, it's an odd thing that happens at that dinner.
1: So after that occurs, the rain scene ensues. Yeah. They lose everything. The mom And mom's they got hyped. called back. The mom is hyped on the uh, rain, though, and that's when the son makes sure to grab the giant, uh what is it? College I think it, stone.
2: I think it was a scholar stone. Scholar is what they stone. Called
1: it. Yeah, he brings the, uh, the scholar stone to the house. But this is when they have to do the impromptu party. So it's just yeah. cuts of Mr. Kim on the shopping thing. He's gonna get overtime today, so they're going to get liquor, going to get food, going yeah. to get sets you know, up stuff. all
2: this big party for all these rich people who are just awful. They're like, they're like, they're all, what's great about this scene is that nobody gets introduced. So they don't take any time to tell you who these people are. You just see them kind of show up. They're enjoying themselves. There's a lady singing like opera at one point or whatever the hell she's singing.
1: Got a giant cello player. Yeah.
2: Giant cello just playing. And then they're like, oh, laughing and enjoying. They don't even notice the bloodied man who walks out of the fucking basement because they're too occupied with their like scene that they're doing there.
1: So how does this occur? I believe the sun is going down. Oh, that's the thing. He was making out with the, the girl. Yeah, and she's room.
2: like, you're distracted. Like, what's going on? He's, he's like, like I, I don't know, man. I just lost my whole fucking house, well, but no, I can't tell you. <laughs> <in> it, it <laughs> yeah, right.
1: In it, that as well as, I got to go down there. And she's yeah. like, oh, you don't have to go down there. But he's like, in his head, he's like, I have to go down there. Yeah. Because he has to deal with the fucking two Ooh, people. Ooh, that's
2: good. I didn't even notice that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He was talking about going to the basement, not going down and meet all the people. Yes. He even asks her, though. He's like, do I seem like the kind of person who fits in? To, like this area and then her her answer is not un- is not convincing she's just like well, oh, yeah i guess like she really doesn't think about these kind of things because she grew up in that
1: she just wants someone to make out with
2: right she's obsessed she's a little bit younger so it's like she doesn't really know what's going on so but that's when he, yeah.
1: he takes the scholar stone yeah. down i believe he's trying to finish the job
2: uh probably most likely yeah that's true if he did bring down the stone like that he was probably gonna kill somebody But then he gets fucking. Oh my God, this is such a good scene because the the husband, his wife has died. So he grabs like some wiring from the wall and like puts it around his neck and drags him all the way back to like. Puts it in between pipes? Yeah, to try to hold him there so he can like fucking kill him. And then he manages to break free and run up the stairs. But then the top of the stairs, he has like this wire dragging behind him. The wire is grabbed and then the dad throws the huge stone at his head. And he's like bleeding out on the ground. You think he's dead at that point?
1: I thought he was fucking KO'd. I don't I know how he, he survived yeah, that because he gets another a second one too. Yeah, he yeah. he gets fucking that thing thrown at his head. So this guy is uh, he's technically the homeless man, but it's the guy that's been living underneath the basement. He yeah. opens the giant thing, just chugs a giant thing of of uh, water. Well,
0: no,
2: it was plum something. Oh, the...
0: it, it was yeah, it was it was it was fermented fermented plums. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that we also missed is the reason the husband's down there is because he's running from debtors.
2: Yeah, he oh, yes. he got in deep with uh, loan sharks. Yes, who uh, are were trying to find him to collect on the on the debt, and he just had to disappear. So he ended up living down there. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, the, it's a uh, big it's a big point. It. It's
0: a yeah. big point.
1: And then at this point, that's when he just start. He enters through the thing, uh, Mr. Kim and the Mr. Park. They're going to be surprise Indians for this little thing. And they managed to get uh, the daughter, Jessica, to bring the cake that is supposed to stop the little boy's trauma is what is what they describe it as. It's like a trauma-free cake. Yeah. Like it's supposed it's, to stop his it's trauma. It's like
2: one of the most like rich people things you could probably do of just like, we're going to make this cake. It's going to be named this. It's got to be you, though. Like You're going to be the one to do it and convince her to take it out. And <laughs> it fucking sucks because she goes out there, And the husband who just like probably murdered the son, but he didn't actually murder him. He goes out there and he fucking
1: stabs her. Yeah. He just runs and immediately stabs her. And I'm like, Oh shit.
2: This movie escalates so crazy at some points. And this is one of those moments.
1: The action uh, shots in this scene alone are pretty great. So then we got uh, people frantically screaming. And uh, at this point, Mr. Park and Mr. Kim are, running out of the bushes to do the cake thing. Yeah. But then they realize that the daughter gets stabbed. So Mr. Kim is running to her aid. And then that's when, um, the
2: son of the park family has like a seizure or like freaks out. Basically. Yeah.
0: He like faints. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
2: so you see the you see the Park family dad grab his son and run over. But this is the moment where you really realize that there is a class difference and that Mr. Park does not give a fuck about him because he demands that Mr. Kim drives into the hospital while his daughter is bleeding out in his arms.
0: He says, "Throw me the keys. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to do it himself and leave him here with all of that. the bullshit and yeah. just ignore the other step person that just got stabbed." Yeah. Basically, so and then he that's d- when
1: the mom's freaking out. You have to put pressure on the wound. Yeah, you have to do this. I'm like, they're blowing their cover somewhat. Well, when, he
2: throws the keys
1: and they land underneath
2: the the, thing is, the husband who just came out, and he like rolls him over, grabs the keys, and leaves. He doesn't give a fuck about thing, this guy. The thing
1: is, what threw him over the edge is that um, he was looking back at the, all the times that the guy was talking about his smell. Yep. And then he's rolling over this guy. That's the thing. It, the guy also tries to kill his mom. Mm-hmm. It, or the kim mom he like definitely is on top almost forcing that yeah. knife and she takes a skewer filled with like that's crazy and, stuff, and, and just, just stabs, stabs him in the, in the abdomen yeah the dude also like slashed at the cello player did you see that yeah he cut just, his stomach open yeah
2: so there's probably another person who was
0: injured i don't think he was dead though yeah but none of them matter only the one in the family so matters. yeah, this is, yeah. When,
1: this is when they roll over the dead guy because the keys are on there they throw the keys to him and then You see this thing where the guy is like, no, he doesn't throw the keys. He's like, I'll just do it myself. And like, as soon as he lifts up the dead guy, Mr. Park. He
2: makes a fucking smell like a disgusted face of the smell that's coming off of him.
1: Yeah. And that's when Mr. Kim is thrown overboard.
2: Yeah. Fucking stabs the park dad.
1: I was not expecting that. Me neither. I was not
2: expecting that either. I didn't Mm. think he would put himself in that situation, but he totally does. Because they
1: could have went with this. Yeah, exactly. They could have went with everything
2: but he he just realized that their families are just too different and that he didn't want to be stuck in that situation of just having to always be underneath this guy's thumb.
1: Mr. Park is dead. Everyone's freaking out and running. The cops are called, and that's when uh, he slinks away.
2: Yeah, they they don't know where he goes at first, and then it it becomes a reveal, or (laughs) it is revealed that he is hiding in the basement underneath the house and that the park family moves out and that a new German family moves in Mm -hmm. and that the dad is going to just continue to live there because he's a murderer and they need to find him, but they would never guess to look in the same house that this person was murdered in.
1: After this scene, it's when they explain that, um, they were just, they got fucked up with the court issue for like, what was it? Um, like,
2: Oh, the... Forgery. The, Forgery. Yeah, they get probation. And, and the mom yeah. and the son basically get um, uh, probation for forging all the documents and for doing things like that. And then the daughters died.
1: I will say the scene that starts with this, it's the guy, it's the main son character uh, narrating this as he opens up. He's like, the first person I saw was this detective who reads in his Miranda rights. And he starts laughing. And he's like, he's laughing. Uh, do I start over? And he's yeah. like, with what? The Miranda writes thing. He's like, uh, "That happens with people with brain surgery. I don't know." Okay, I'm gonna do it again. You have the and he just fucking burst out laughing. And He's like, "I can't fucking do this, man." He keeps laughing, at me. And then, um,
2: it's a really young cop too. Yeah, a really young detective.
0: Some of the other interesting things that happened before this is the changing of language um, from Korean to English. There's very subtle ones, like like I remember that specifically the mom being like, "You know what I mean." She says it just she like that. She also says, "I'm deadly serious." I'm de- Yeah, exactly. In I'm English. deadly serious. Yep. And um, it's,
2: yeah. they use English in this film to be very direct, or to kind of have a double meaning to whatever they're talking about. And this is this is true for any other country who speaks English. Anytime somebody wants to speak very directly, they'll speak in English because that's just the way the language is built.
1: And then after that, the thing well, is, they're trying to discuss. They're they're saying like. Oh, the detectives are getting sloppy. They're, like, trying to tail us, but they're just – there's nothing for us.
0: We there's don't even like know – Personally, one falls over. Yeah, her. he falls over <laughs> following him.
1: It's just like, yeah, we don't know where my dad is. But, you know what, Every every now and then I go up to this mountain and I look into the house with these binoculars. Yep. And there was one time where he was just like, I just stayed there all night just to see how it is because it was another lifetime for him technically –
2: Yeah, he ends up seeing the light blinking and realizes that the dad is sending out a Morse code message. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a very long letter. Yeah. He does it every night, hoping that his son will
2: receive the message. Which he does. And the son comes up with a plan that he's going to try to purchase the house and try to get upwards mobility so that he can repurchase the house and save his dad. And you actually do get this scene later, and then you realize that it's just a plan that he hasn't put into
0: motion yet. It is a dream.
2: It's very the, much like that hope that he's trying to have for like him and his
0: family. The continuous idea that wealth will absolve our crimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like literally, like that's, like, that's the idea. Like, if, if we get this house, my dad will be safe, and yeah. he'll no longer be, they won't look for him oh, anymore. Totally. Because, you know.
2: Well, I mean, what's crazy is that the movie goes full circle. It goes... The ending is where they start it.
1: Yeah, it starts... It ends with the socks. Yeah, exactly. The -hmm. shot shot of the
2: socks. Yep. And it's just, like... It's such a good representation of, like... They're not going to go anywhere. Chances are he's never going to buy it. The dad's probably going to die down there. (laughs) Because of their situation. And uh, he can't really ever leave because he's being looked for for a murder. So, it's, like, they're kind of, like, the... One of the interesting articles that I read was that uh, their interpretation was the parasite for the entire movie was their hope because it took like they were just trying to get out of their financial and class system and they couldn't break free from any of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good read on it. And I genuinely thought that this movie was going to end on a high note, you know? I yeah, thought they the, fake I you thought, out. <laughs> I thought the dream sequence was real. I was like, wow, I this is, it's been a long time where I've had a good ending. And then I'm like, yeah. oh. He just has to make the power happen within himself and yeah. it's up to him. Nope. At the same time, you don't know. It it's could, very bleak. Yeah.
2: Yeah, which is kind of like his thing. He doesn't really have happy endings to his they, movies. They
1: go back to folding pizza boxes, right?
2: Um, I, so. uh, I don't remember. I think so. But like the mom and the son, they kind of reclaim their house and fix everything back up again. And, and then they end up living there again, but it's just them too because the dad is there and the sister has died.
1: It just, I don't know. I also thought that the thing with the the younger Park sister just never resolved like I, I like they had a relationship throughout the entire movie but it never acted upon like oh yes I would never see her again or something like that you know it just never
2: yeah they kind of just left it out yeah.
1: And yeah. I think after that trial case, it's just like, yeah, you're never seeing him. I
2: would guess, yeah, she's like, we're not ever like, we're probably leaving the country. Like the mom and the daughter probably. Mom's just Mom's probably traumatized.
1: Else. The boy is definitely traumatized. Yeah, he has more. Tra- watching
2: someone get stabbed, <laughs> so it's Needs like more you know. trauma cakes. I mean, I guess I don't know what happens when your husband dies. Like, does she just get all of his shit? Like all his money? Most likely, they're married. I don't know. They don't explain anything about that. They really want you to see the like bad position that the kim family is still stuck in no matter what they did for the whole film and he's he's very good at doing that it's also realistic like this isn't like a movie like anything like almost everything about this movie is pretty believable like this is something that totally could have happened uh with the exception of maybe like it's kind of wild to think that there'd be somebody living in your basement for like four years and it kind of creeps me out for like larger houses (laughs) but it's like that could happen that could probably happen Mm mm-hmm And so they did a good job of turning that into horror in itself where it's like the kid's horror was this thing slinking out of the bottom of the basement, which is really just a guy coming up for food. But like in his eyes, it terrified him and like caused him all this trauma and whatnot. So it's like, it's kind of funny because they pose it as the poor people becoming a horror to rich people Mm -hmm. in every sense of the way. And they end up being parasites in their life. So it's like, they did it. They just kept putting on layers of, this class difference over and over and over again. And like drove the point home at the very end when the dad stabs the other dad and is just like in a worse situation and the other family's fine. Like they just end up moving away. And that, and the thing is is that there's the, what they did at the end there was that there's always another rich family and there's always another poor family. Yep. And like this is sort of like a situation that everyone is dealing with, and so he did a really good job, the director, of reminding you that like this isn't just a one single thing that happens to one family. It's like happening all over, especially in like dense urban areas where they're trying to
0: like just get
2: by, and they have to live in these terrible places.
0: Yep, and have to do despicable things to try Usually, to even yeah. get on their level, even remotely. There, um, it's a great critique of of the wealthy class, of the class struggle in general.
2: Yeah. I
1: really liked this movie.
2: I liked it too. I think, uh, I do think that it had really good pacing at the beginning, but then became a little bit directionless in the middle. But it did pick up in the end and kind of conclude their story. I don't know if I was just maybe wanting it to be a little shorter.
0: I feel like, I feel like it, it, it was struggling with how to end itself. Yeah, at the end there, I feel like I feel like the family like ruined my suspension of disbelief just a little bit. To be to be fair, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, like from beginning to end, I really did. But like towards a certain point, I was like, this movie seems like it's struggling a little bit with how to end, and it wants to, like, it wanted something else to happen at the ending there, and it seemed like very like out there and climactic. I think the family maybe turned on the housekeeper a little bit too quickly yeah like you'd, you'd think there'd be like some level of empathy from some of them
2: uh i mean yes and no yes because you want them to be human and you want them to care for these mm-hmm. people but also no because they're rich and they don't give a fuck about well, the help
1: the tagline of the movie is act or act like you own it or is something it really? like that like on the on the poster it says oh so i specific. didn't realize that on the poster it says and i quote i just pulled this up it says uh Act like you own the place. Nice. So that is what they're just trying to do. Yeah. Because they were talking about like the f- foreshadowing. Oh, if you marry this daughter, yeah. we could the, we could be their in-laws. We'll have someone fake play the, the father and mother. And then, bam, we could ha- be the in-laws of such a great house and we could live here. And they're like, yeah. live here? We're already living here. So they, right, yeah. they are trying to act like they own it. And they're trying to act like, hey, we are into these lives. Let's just play it out. So that's what it is. I really like this film. I want to recommend it to a lot of people. I think it's deserving of the rewards that it's getting. Oh, totally. Oh, absolutely. And for me, I don't know. The thing is, like, I feel like I could watch this movie a couple times and enjoy it every time. catching stuff. And the thing is, compared to, like, some other films, I kind of want to say that this might have been my favorite movie from 2019 now. Oh, shit. I might change my list on that one.
2: Uh, I'm still in love with The Lighthouse. The light. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's
1: what it's up against for my competition. It's like... The A24 films and then this one, they're, they're like, all head-to-head.
2: Shit, yeah, that's right, huh? Hereditary, The Witch.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, like, not even just that. Like, Midsummer and Uncut as well. Gems came out. I mean, Shit, they so- was, those
2: are all really good. Yeah. Yeah, so they've been pumping out some good movies.
1: Yep, Parasite is a great film, though, and you should yeah. definitely go check it out.
2: Yeah, and also check out his other films. He's made a, quite a lot of films. Snowpiercer oh, Snowpiercer's really dope. Yeah. Fucking Snowpiercer's yeah. so great because it's straight up about revolt. Like yeah. it's like class revolt against the upper class.
0: <laughs> Interesting. We think we seem to be seeing a common theme here. Right.
2: I know he's mentioned that he definitely wants to talk about the class system because of the formalities of the way that they are presented in different countries, especially in Korea or in South Korea um, of how like, there's all these formalities of meeting each other. You can't act a certain way uh, if you're part of a certain class system. So he always wants to make commentary on that. And he knows currently the United States is kind of going through their own class struggle. So he always likes making films that are relatable in that way. He has a lot of interviews that are really good. He kind of explains his reasoning and why he did certain things in films, And he writes all of his stuff in Korean and then uh, uses a translator. He like sits with the translator to get exactly what he wants. But was there any other final thoughts for the movie?
1: Uh, it's 10 out of 10. Go watch
0: it. Yeah,
2: I'd say go watch it. It's worth a rewatch too. Oh,
0: absolutely worth a rewatch. Two mm-hmm. watches. Give yeah. it two watches or more.
2: Yeah, because there's a lot of subtle things that are included into the film, and it's mm-hmm. really well done. So I would say it's definitely worth the time to go. Is it still in theaters?
0: I don't or is it, It's out so. now, right? Yeah, I don't think it's in theaters Because
2: it, it was really limited yeah. in the theater release, and then uh, it got released for like straight DVD. So mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure if something like that. But either way, before I let everybody go, we're super easy to find. We're on all the streaming services, so you can find us on the main one, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio and SoundCloud. You can also find us at our website. We actually have an official website now, which you can find at the Instagram. So if you go to our Instagram, it's bdtgh underscore podcast, and the um, website will be linked there, and you can actually listen to the podcast within that website. It won't take you anywhere else and so if you could please leave a review on the apple podcast it helps us get viewed on the site more easily and it improves our ratings for anyone who goes to the site um but that's pretty much it i hope everyone has a good night thanks guys for coming out to talk with me about this film i'm mitch i'm mer and i'm jonathan thank you